0: Welcome to How To Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter, a podcast dedicated to helping you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. It's season two, episode two, and I am talking with my friend Leah Darrow today on the topic of how to fashion, why it matters. Leah is a Catholic speaker, author, podcaster at the Do Something Beautiful podcast, which I love and subscribe to. She's married to her wonderful husband, Ricky, and together they have three adorable children. And when I asked her for her title on our guest questionnaire, she said she is an evangelical sinner. So perfect. So Leah. Friends, I got to tell you, Leah is the real deal. And I can honestly tell you that in a time that i've known her i have been inspired by her over and over again and today on this episode i was inspired again she's just one of those people who is constantly pushing me to be better to love more deeply and to just grow in holiness you can find more out about leah by visiting her at leah that's her website you can also check her out on facebook leah darrow leah darrow on facebook she's on instagram at leah darrow and twitter At Leah Darrow. She is a blast to follow on social media, so give her a follow and check her out. In today's episode, I gotta tell you, I had my mind blown several times. I will be honest, I thought this would be a fun, lighthearted episode on something seemingly surfacey, you know, fashion. And maybe we'd go a little deeper. But as you're about to hear, that is not the case. We didn't just go a little deeper in this episode. We went a lot deeper. Because Leah knows her stuff when it comes to the fashion industry and what it means for us as Catholics. So we talk about everything from the definition of fashion to ethics in fashion to where do we find fashion in scripture because yes it's in there as I learned today and Leah even kind of gives us a little peek into her closet and shows us what are the staples in her wardrobe and where does she shop so if you love her style you can find out where does Leah get her stuff from it's a great episode and I really hope that you enjoy it as much as I did so without further ado let's get to the episode Welcome back to the podcast, Lisa here, and today we have an interview that I am just thrilled about with my dear friend, Leah Darrow on the line. Hello, Leah. Hello. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing really well, thank you.
0: Good, good. So the last time Leah and I were together was for her graduation from the August Institute, which congratulations, that's such a huge accomplishment. I'm just Ah. so proud of you. Thank so you. Impressed. I am proud of me too, Lisa. I'm telling <laughs>
1: you something. This this degree took me seven years um, to complete. I started when I was single, like dating, but not married. Um, I wasn't even dating my husband at the time. So within this time frame, my, you know, Ricky came along, my three babies came along. And so it took me seven years. Some people call those people doctors, but for me, you just (laughs) just get a master's in theology. (laughs) So I am, I was, I mean, all glory be to God. It is by God's grace alone. But I definitely was very proud of God's work in me when I walked across that church and got that diploma from dr tim gray went from the augustine institute um it was it's 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 an awesome feat and like i said all glory be to god it's was just been wonderful and i'm so happy that you and kevin and on the and the kids were all there to share with me and to celebrate it was a lot of fun
0: it was oh my gosh your after party was we did a, a i'm gonna i might not say this right a boil a crawdad boil is that what that was Crawfish boil. crawfish there we go that was something I'd never seen before. And I didn't quite know what I was walking into as well when we got there. We <laughs> <It, laughs> were live. It, it, was, it, it was
1: beautifully <laughs> obvious, too. It was so fantastic. You always know that people who have never been to a crawfish <laughs> boil as they walk in and they approach this boiling pot of, of little, you know, bugs that are being thrown into this boiling water, you're like, what is happening? But it was fantastic. And actually, your kids were hilarious with it. They were like Trying to save them or something like that.
0: Oh yeah, they released one into the stream.
1: They did, In the back, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> they are good, good people. So yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had a huge crawfish boil and was just a lot of people there, all celebrating, and it was fun and tasty.
0: It was, yes, it was tasty. I was surprised. I was proud of myself for for going for it and eating the little critters with you. <laughs> so
1: they're good. Like, listen, yeah. I married a Southern man. Ricky is from. Um, Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, which is right next to new or New Orleans. and um those southern people just have a di- different way about them. And I love it, and I've really embraced it. So crawfish boils are just the thing that they do. And uh, we just kind of take it with us everywhere we go, even in Denver, Colorado.
0: That's right. I love it. I love it. So one thing that i that we got to do when we were there, and i was it was just so great is we had this little conversation by the cake about fashion, and I had known that I wanted to have you on the podcast to talk about fashion. And then we had our little, I don't know, I wish I had had my microphone right then and there, because it was such a great conversation. I'm like, oh, I wish I could just capture this right now. So we're going to have to try to recreate in some way um, that conversation we had today, because that is what we are talking about, is how to fashion. And obviously, you have a history with the fashion industry, with your modeling career and all that. Um, And this is something that for me is is kind of an intimidating uh thing fashion i just i to be honest i i want to like have an eye for fashion but i i don't feel like i do and i just get overwhelmed by all of it like when i go shopping you know and and you go into a store and i'm like i know there's stuff here but i don't know what to do with any of it i don't know what's worth purchasing i don't know what to put with that shirt like i'll find a shirt that i like and I don't know how to complete it. Like, I don't know what to do with it. So, like, fashion to me, yeah, it's just this kind of overwhelming struggle that I have in my life. So, I'm excited to get some tips from you today and hear a little bit more about fashion and how it works. And, and yeah, we've got a lot that we can cover on fashion.
1: Awesome. I can't wait.
0: Very good. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I've got – I like doing lists on the How to Calic podcast. I'm just – I'm such a choleric, I like lists, I like order. So I've got for you five questions on fashion today that I'm going to ask okay. you, and we can just kind of run through those. Does that sound good?
1: Yeah, sounds great. I'm ready.
0: Okay, awesome. So the first question is, can you just define fashion for me? Like what, what is fashion? What does that even mean? Well,
1: yeah, that's kind of hard, but I will say that fashion is how we communicate to the world something about us.
0: Mm, I like that.
1: So, everything that we wear, it communicates something. And it's this amazing silent communicator fashion that is, um, that tells the world something about you. I mean, just think about it. I mean, when you don't feel good and, I don't know, you got a cold, you have the flu, you go home from school or work, what do you do? You. more than likely, if you're a girl, you're going to throw your hair up in a bun. You're going to put on some soft sweatpants, um, a cozy flowy shirt, maybe a sweatshirt over you. Um, cozy socks, all of that, your fashion is communicating how you feel. It's communicating something about you at that moment. And so, um, so in regardless if you're sick or not or in sweats or not but it it does communicate something and so it tells the world a little bit about you i mean also think think about like whenever you see a priest or a nun walk down the street i mean their fashion it says something it tells us what they believe what they probably do every day who they love what they've given up or done in their life, I mean, it says actually a lot, especially when you get to those uniform types of fashion. Um, But even what we wear every day, walking out of the house, going to work, going to school, it does reflect something about us, Um, which I think is beautiful. One of the things that I love about fashion is because it does communicate a piece of us to the world. So I would say that's what fashion is.
0: That is so interesting because I've always just thought of fashion as like what you see on the runway, Like, like, oh, yeah.
1: I mean, (laughs) like, that's the worst way to define fashion, right? That would definitely throw you into a tizzy fit as you go into (laughs) a shopping center trying to figure out what to wear because you're like, holy crap, there's so many options. Plus, I'm not 5'11 and 98 pounds. So, so, um, so what am I supposed to wear? And and, and the runways and fa- and a lot of fashion designers just so you know, sometimes they put things out there um just for fun. Like it's not really meant to always be a trend or what you should wear. Sometimes designers are just trying to be noticed so they do something so insanely crazy because they're just trying to get their name out and get some get some hype. And some of these outfits are really only designed for a few celebrities at a few crazy, um, galas that they may attend. It's not usually meant for everyday fashion. So yeah, there's just so many venues of fashion that we can look at, but how they impact our lives is, is, is pretty drastic.
0: Yeah, that's so funny because I, yeah, I've, I've tried like at the beginning of a season, like I'll Google like spring 2017 fashion, right? Like what's up and coming? Like what's cool? And so many times they give you these runway pictures and I'm like, nobody wears that ever. <laughs> like that no. is, they're wearing a trash bag. Like I don't understand what's going on. Like how it's is it It's this- not even
1: comfortable.
0: <laughs> and, and half the time, even if you
1: see it on the runway, you're not going to be able to see it in the stores as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And so and and that that kind of comes into play into a lot of things that are uh, of how fashion has evolved Um, and the fashions evolved into a place where it used to be what you would see on the runways. They would have runway shows about four times a year. So that would be structured around the seasons of the year, Um, you know, winter, spring, summer and fall. Yep. And and you would put that out there. And this is years ago, decades ago. They used to do this, and it made sense. And so, what you would see in the fashion shows, the department stores would be taking note, and then they would recreate the same fashions that Christian Dior would have on the runway, but they would provide something very similar for a lot less, so that people could afford this run runway look. And so, this would go on for you know every season, a new thing would come out, and that's kind of that's how it naturally played out with the natural seasons Um, because usually your closet will change about four times a year, right? Something around there, at least twice for sure. Yeah, depending on where you live. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Depending (laughs) on where you live too. Um, So that's how it used to be. What's unfortunately happened now is that we've entered into a phase called fast fashion, And fast fashion is a kind of a nickname they've given to the fashion industry that is similar to fast food, right? Like fast food places everywhere. They pop up, you get in, you get out like McDonald's drive through. They have a time limit of or at least their, their goal is by the time you place your order, you should wait no longer than two minutes to have your food and walk out or to drive drive through. And so in this same vein, fast fashion has been created. And fast fashion is something where um, instead of having just four seasons, four fashion seasons a year, now we have around 52 fashion seasons a year. That's one a week. Exactly. Exactly. So, so you're, you're quickly pulling into exactly the problem here. So fashion is changing so quickly. That's why people are literally like Googling what, what is in style because it changed from last week. Cause they're like, uh, I, I don't know what to wear now. And that's typically we think that's kind of why people are starting even more so for these past like decade to be having closets full of clothes. I mean, stuffed drawers, but yep. still feel like I've got nothing to wear. Yes. And so this is an influence of the fashion industry trying to make us Feel like we need more like we have to have more to feel like we're in style to feel like we've got the newest thing and of course this trickles down to having a lot of bigger effects this fast fashion, fast fashion industry has created such greed and consumerism that companies here mostly in the states or, or other places in Europe can't keep up with the demand of changing these styles every week almost so they then um, put their factories, their clothing factories in third world countries, in Cambodia, in Africa, in India um, all these different places where the conditions for these workers are terrible they are being worked 18, 20 hours a day they're paid almost less than $2 a day um, they are being forced into working conditions that are, are hazardous, that are unhealthy. Um, just a few years ago, um, there were cracks in a foundation. Um, I forgot where it was, um, and I think it was someplace in India, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember, but, but there's cracks in the foundation of this building. And the uh, manager came in and was and and was shown all of this, and he refused to let the workers go home. He says, "No, you come back tomorrow. It'll be fine." The next day, all the workers came back to work. The building collapsed. Over a thousand people were killed.
0: How have I not heard about that?
1: It because because hey, I'm gonna tell you something. Big companies like H and M. I mean, and they're a huge proponent of fast fashion.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't
1: think for a second. I mean, you go into their store and if you go in, um, like on a Monday and you see all the clothing the next Monday, the very next week, the store won't look the same. They change it up because there's literally new fashions coming in every single week. And the only way they can afford to do that and only way that they can afford to sell you a $2 shirt or a $10 pair of jeans is because they're getting it made really cheap someplace else, and they, but they're just doing this mass amount, and that's how they make money off of it. But the fact is, the point is, fast fashion comes at a cost, mm-hmm. and it is it is costing people their very lives. I personally believe that it is a human dignity issue, and that if any person loves fashion, they should be, very aware um, and start researching where do your where does your fashion come from? Who is making those clothes? And what conditions are those people in um, to make them? And because that should matter. Fashion is not just an exterior thing. Like I just put on, you know, it's a cute pair of outfits and it doesn't affect anybody else. Like somebody made that. And so if we can support companies that are more ethical in their treatment of the people that that make the clothes that would be a, a more dignified way to include fashion in your life
0: wow okay Oh, that's intense, Leah. I'm, I know I'm like, I'm sorry. my head it's is right. Spinning. Out of the gate. I
1: know. I'm sorry. Right <laughs> out of the gate. Just, I love this topic though. I love yeah. fashion. I love the fact of getting to the nitty-gritty and the practicals of what to wear and where to shop. But the reality is is that fashion is so much bigger than just picking out clothes. Mm-hmm. Like there like every piece of clothing you have in your closet, friends, like there are people behind that, people's fingers that stitched that. People who, you know, hopefully but probably, I mean, I hope, hopefully it's not, but more than likely half the clothing that you have has been made by people who have been mistreated just so that we can consume and have more and, and, and that we can pay a little bit less. And so the idea behind it all is that we should one buy better. If you're going to get into fashion, if you're going to you know, buy clothes, my, I, I propose that you want buy better, which means buy clothing that's ethically made Two, buy less. Frankly, we don't need all of it, you know, Mm -hmm. and, 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 and then three, be happy with what you already have.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just went through, I'm going through this like massive purge of my house right now. And I just went through and pulled out like 50 items from my closet that I just didn't need. And a lot of it was, I'm sad to say, that kind of fast, fast fashion. Well, maybe not fast fashion necessarily like in terms of style, but like it's the cheap stuff, you know, like, oh, I right. can get a tank top for a dollar eighty at Forever 21. Sounds good. You know, and I never really thought about how like where'd that come from, you know? Right. So and, and
1: trust me, fashion industries don't want you to think about it. They want you just to buy it because they're appealing to, hey, listen, we're going to make it really affordable for you. Don't worry about how that's even possible. Mm hmm. But it's possible because they they're mistreating people um, in terms of 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 the fashion work.
0: Yeah, and I think this flows great into my next question here, which I I think the answer is going to be pretty clear now. <laughs> does God care about fashion? Like, what is what does this mean for our faith? And I think that you've nailed a lot of it already.
1: Right. I mean, of course, the answer is um, God totally cares about fashion, and anybody who says, "Oh, God don't care because I can wear whatever I want," He loves me, and He 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 loves my heart and not my out, outfit. That isn't that is an absolute lie. God loves everything about you and he cares about every little thing about you he cares about your life and the choices that you make so of course God would care about even what you wear now it's very let me just stop people from freaking out this moment God does not (laughs) care what color you wear and he doesn't care about the label (laughs) and the size of course not but does God care about how you clothe the body that he made and created um Yes. Would he care about that body and how it's, how, how it's veiled because it, it holds your soul, which will return back to God? Uh, yes, he does. Um, and if you think God has nothing to do with fashion, like in a very practical sense, like actual clothing, once again, I'd love to tell you that you're wrong. Um, I love you, but you're totally
0: wrong. Uh, and, and here, <laughs> <But> yeah, this <laughs> here- is what I love about you. You just, you don't care. You're like, this is no. how it is. Deal with it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, you know what? Um, It's true. I have more of a tough love, uh, uh, you know, take on a lot of things. And here's the thing. I love you so much not to lie to you. Yes. I love you so much that I want you to know the truth. Because in my personal life, and let me just take a quick step back. I was lied to or nobody spoke up and spoke truth to me. And I followed my own lies. I followed my definition of truth way too long. And I wish someone was brave enough to say, listen, Leah, I love you, but you are dead wrong. That's not that's not how it's supposed to be. So in that same vein, I love you enough not to lie to you, and I love you enough to tell you the truth. So here is the truth. In fact, Genesis 3 tells us exactly— um, it gives us biblical evidence that God cares about fashion. So Genesis three, verse twenty-one says, "And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them." Here is biblical evidence that God That's is proof. the very first fashion designer. Oh, I love that!
0: That's <laughs> so God awesome. Made
1: clothes, God made clothes, Lisa. He he made clothes that blows my mind the first time i read this in one of my classes um in one of my scripture classes i was like freaking out i was like raising my hand asking the professor to go back over it. and i'm like no 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 like he made clothes like he he made clothes the very first person ever made clothes is not christian dior not calvin klein not chanel it's god almighty
0: that's beautiful
1: yeah and so you know you have to kind of think about um, so God does care about what we wear. He made clothes. And if you want to go further just a little bit in this, just to kind of prove the point, um, and I hope I'm not, like, beating a dead horse on this point, but, like, the, at, at Genesis 3.21, why God made clothes at this point? Because you should always read Scripture in terms of context. Um, it's like, w- what happened before then? Like, why did God make clothes? Did he, was he just bored? Was he just wanting to, like, knit something up real quick? Um Which is not the case. Uh, (laughs) Yes. God made clothes because Adam and Eve, um, you know, God gave them that one rule, right? Don't eat the fruit. Right, don't eat the fruit. And then they ate the fruit, right? So there was that problem. And so when they did that, as we know... um, they both, Adam and Eve, their eyes were both opened, it says, that they they knew that they were naked, and then they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. So Adam and Eve, because of, you know, um, disobeying God um, and eating of the fruit, their eyes were opened, they knew they were naked, and because of that... Um, they realized they had to cover themselves because now, you know, sin and shame entered into the world. And so you can imagine like where, let's just take Eve since we're, we're, since we're both women, like where Eve like was placing those fig, fig leaves on her body. I mean, you have to be pretty strategic because fig leaves aren't all that big. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: I imagine not. Yeah, that, that's some tough material to have to work with.
1: Right. So what however they did that, which is one of my questions I'd like to talk to Eve about one, one day in heaven is like, tell me how
0: you, how, how did you do that? Yeah,
1: exactly. How did you do, like, tell me how you did that. And like, is that still around? I'd love to see a relic of that, like the first outfit. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because the very first outfit is actually created by Adam and Eve through fig leaves to cover their bodies. Um, they did this, and just to kind of make, just kind of keep going, they they did this, and then they they hid themselves from the Lord when the go when, when when God called um, to Adam, and remember He asked him, "Where are are you?" They hide themselves, then they start talking. So I guess the whole point is like we should ask ourselves. So why did God make Adam and Eve clothes if they were already clothed?
0: Ooh. Ooh, ooh. Okay, never thought of that. Yep, that one missed me. Do
1: you have an so answer? So, probably just deducing and using some common sense that how Adam and Eve were covering themselves with the fig leaves was inadequate to the level of their dignity.
0: Whoa. Wow, that's. I mean, I I knew Adam and Eve made their own clothes, but I don't know. I'm sure I've read at some point that God made them close to you, but I didn't quite understand the connection. That's amazing. It is
1: amazing, right? This is exactly like I love scripture and I'm like, Holy cow. Um, this is just too darn cool. So the fact is, is that when you think about probably where Adam and Eve are putting those fig leaves and let's just take Eve, right? It probably, I mean, not completely, but it probably looks similar to like bra and underwear type stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, just covering up her chest and covering up her private parts. Um, that makes sense, you know, if you have to do something very, very quickly, if you're trying to cover up just the bare necessities of your <laughs> naked body, with um, leaves. that would be, yeah, that, that would be where, where she did it. And so, um, but God found that to be somehow, um, inadequate, right? Because he went ahead and helped them out and, and made them skins, which is another beautiful part. So God closed their physical bodies with the skins of an animal and, which means that an animal had to be sacrificed. So God himself has the first sacrifice um, and blood being shed to cover the body of Adam and Eve. The only other sacrifice God will provide will be his son, Jesus Christ, once again with his blood to cover us and our sins to reform that relationship between um, child and and god
0: Leah. Well, um oh this is way more than i thought we were going to be talking about this is unbelievable i'm, I'm so sorry oh no this i is, love this is it so silly. great right no i love it i absolutely love it because i guess i mean i'll be honest like when i think fashion like my first thought is like yeah kind of something surfacey and fun you know <laughs> like this is deep stuff and amazing and i love the fact that you know your own um I don't know not the right word, not not content, but your own like loves so deeply that you know how they apply so deeply to your own faith and where they come from in scripture. Like, I don't know if many people know their passions like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, well,
1: God is good. All glory be to God for him giving me the desire for fashion, which was very exterior, external in the beginning. And then through how God's worked in my life and being able to study at the Augustine Institute, I mean, I've been able to like look at scripture and, and of course I'm drawn to these certain things because mm-hmm. it is a personal passion. And so I was looking at, okay, so God made clothes. Admin you've already had clothes. What does that mean? And then you kind of just see this fact that if he made garments from skins of an animal then that was the first sacrifice and the only other time that God offers a sacrifice again is his son Jesus Christ. So God clothes our body and then later God will provide another sacrifice to in a sense uh clothe our soul maybe if you want to use that phrase but mm-hmm. it's all very connected. So when we say does God care about what we wear? Yes. Oh yes he does. He, he cares about what you wear because he loves you, because he loves the body that he created in you. And he wants your body to reflect its proper dignity. And that's where that's how we understand that God does care about fashion in the sense of how it conveys your dignity to the world.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. We're going to take a quick little uh, segment break here to do our hacks and highlights, which is the new segment we're doing here in season two. And uh, the hack today, Leah and I were talking previously uh, to to recording here, and she had a hack for me, and it's a fashion-related hack. And it is the hack of a wrap or slash scarf. Can you talk about that just for a slash- like a second, like, why is that such a great hack to have with you?
1: Oh my gosh. I love that. It, it's the easiest thing. I always carry one with me, especially when I travel abroad, when I'm in Europe. Um, but it's just nice. I can use like, I like the circular wraps, like not the ones that are just like one long piece of thread, but the ones that are completely connected as a, you know, circle and like ones that are kind of like long in length, um, uh, or the, the, the width of a, of a, of a, scarf wrap thing, Mm -hmm. because one, I can just wrap them around my chest, obviously. So if I have a top that's like a little too low, or if I'm just doing a lot of bending and overing like bending over with my kids, um, I can just protect myself there. So everything kind of stays, stays, stays together. (laughs) And I also can use it to nurse in. So instead of like putting on a nursing cover or whatever, I can just um, situate my, my little wrap, my little scarf wrap, um, to cover myself appropriately so I can nurse, you know, wherever I'm at. Um, it's just super easy to use. I like them. I like them in a few basic colors and also it keeps you warm. And I'm one of those girls that's like always cold. So I kind of mm-hmm. like that.
0: That's awesome. I love that too. I'm thinking of traveling abroad too. Like that's so great when you go, Cause sometimes, you know, if you're traveling in the summer, it's really hot out and you might have like kind of a tank top on and if you're somewhere beautiful like Rome like they want your shoulders covered when you go into the church oh so yes they do throw and over they, the shoulders
1: those those guards are on you like <laughs> white on rice man they are on you <laughs> so don't think for a second that you'll be able to get away from it I saw it at every single church I entered into them stopping women to tell them to to put a scarf around they had to cover their shoulders so it just makes it easy it's nice
0: That's awesome. Great hack. Thank you. And then our highlight that I want to share today is Leah is currently raising funds for a maternity ward in Haiti that, that she's working to build. And it's kind of a big project. When I first saw this come up, I was like 28 K Holy cow. Like that's a lot of money, but I'm amazed you're, you're getting close, like really close.
1: We are, we are. Our goal is $26,000. 26. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. You know, and, um, I'll take 28. Um, uh, Twenty-six thousand dollars. It's to build a maternity ward in Haiti. In this region of Haiti, there there is no medical clinic. So this maternity ward will be inside the medical clinic that we are building, um, and so that women can get pre and postnatal care. They can deliver their babies there. I mean things like ultrasounds, uh, any types of medicines they would need, and obviously when they deliver, all the help that they would they that they might need for that. And it's just so needed. I'm just telling you, like it's so needed. If 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 everybody just gave a little, we would make it. I'm just I'm asking, I am begging. And for the record, I get zero dollars from all of this. This is just we're just trying to raise money for Haiti. Every penny will go straight to building the maternity ward. Um, I've got the GoFundMe page all set up. It's GoFundMe.com slash leah's maternity ward it's on all of my social media links you'll be able to find it um but yes if you could pray about it if you could if you could donate and you're like i i have no money i only have five bucks okay i will take your five dollars all right please please donate your five dollars i'll take whatever you got because it really does matter and it really does help um so yeah, so from the bottom of my heart, thank you for highlighting it, and 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 also from the bottom of my heart, I am I am I am like shamelessly begging, please help us raise money so we can offer a maternity ward to mamas and babies who have no such care available as of now.
0: Yes, and Kevin and I, we we are we believe in this project a lot, and we're so excited about it that one thing we offered to do, this just wasn't went up on social media a couple of days ago, um, was to give away thirty copies of thirty signed copies of Dating Detox for 30 people who give $30 or more and so if you do get on and go give there's I know there's a couple more available so you'll have to jump on it right away after you hear the podcast here Um, if you put dating detox in the comments and you can't I'm pretty sure you can't go as anonymous because then you can't comment so make sure you put even just your first name in or something um, and then put in the comments dating detox and we'll, we'll send you a book signed book
1: so absolutely, which is wonderful because, because first off, Dating Detox is fantastic. Oh,
0: thank and you. so you,
1: I mean, you get this awesome book and you get the wonderful feeling of doing something beautiful for, 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 for complete strangers. And that, that should just fuel you. I mean, it's just wonderful. So go do it. Go make God happy. Go make your soul happy and um, get your free copy of Dating Detox and help mamas and babies in Haiti. It's just a win-win.
0: Win-win. I love it. Perfect. All right. So that is our hack and highlight for this episode. So Leah, gosh, I feel like I have 95 more questions for you now, um, <laughs> which obviously we don't have time for 95. So I'm trying to think of the top ones that just rose to my head. We had an outline and I'm like kicking it to the curb right now because there's so much going on here. That's just amazing. And I want to talk about. Um, okay, so here's here's my question. then. with all of this stuff that you've brought up, which is all beautiful, mind blowing, wonderful. And it's about fashion, which first of all, just shows you how integrated God is into our lives and how deeply he thinks about every part of us and, and who Amen. he made, which is so, just so beautiful. And, um, I don't know, just makes me feel so loved by, by our Lord. Okay. So hey, here, here's one of the questions that's running through my mind. Um, where do you shop then? <laughs> like where, where do you yeah. go to get good ethical clothes that aren't just fast fashion, but at the same time, so you don't feel like you're frumpy or really out of touch, you know, I like, as much as I, we don't always want to. You fe- have to feel like you know, like oh, we need to fit in or whatever. Th- there's still like an element of like wanting to, you know, socially acceptable and not, you know, you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, you still want to, you know, feel or look beautiful. And there's nothing yes. wrong with that because remember, beauty is an attribute of God. In the world and in us, there is beauty everywhere. Um, and so and God wants us to take care of our bodies. He wants us to take care of, of course, more than anything, our souls, but also our bodies too. He's not telling you to neglect it all and put on a sackcloth and just go, you know, wing it for the rest of your life. So, um, so in terms of like where I shop, I like to support um ethically made fashion companies like like fashion companies that are all ethically made and and they take care and they pay for um, their employees the right way. And for the record, really quickly, if people want to find out more about the fast fashion craze and more about that, a great documentary on Netflix is called The True Cost. And that might be a great starting point for people to find out more about fast fashion um, and just to kind of do a little bit of research there. But in terms of where I shop, um, I would I have in my fashion um, wardrobe, I have now like scaled back to a very basic. Look, I'm not completely doing like a Steve Jobs thing where I wear like a black turtleneck and jeans and some (laughs) New Balance shoes. Please don't
0: do that. (laughs) You could come up with your own, but please don't wear a black turtleneck. Right. Yeah. We're not, we're
1: not doing, I'm not Steve Jobbing it, but, but I have kind of come to like a little bit of a uniform wardrobe, which I know Uh might sound freaky to people, but just bear with me. I've just kind of come to a place where I buy, there are certain. I, items that I will pay. Um, I will pay top dollar for top dollar, not like out of my price range, but I will pay good m- money for a few items and they are my staples. So um, for me, that would include a, um, a nice pair of slacks, like a cute pair of like black slacks. Like they could be crop skinny pants or whatever they may be, but something like that, that I can uh layer and, and wear with almost anything. Mm-hmm. Um The same thing with the pair of jeans. I also very much love tunic tops. As, and that is really great, especially just being pregnant. I can still wear them for the, for the majority of my pre- pregnancy. And then of course, post pregnancy when my stomach is, Um not
0: (laughs) I call it squishy. That's what my stomach is like. Right. (laughs) Not what it ever
1: used to be. And it'll never be that way ever again. And so like I just like the tunic top because it's very forgiving. Mm -hmm. And so it's like it's like the Wizard of Oz trick. Like don't look behind the curtain. So those, um, I have a couple of really nice tunic tops that are really good quality um, that also make me feel confident. They help me feel confident. And then with that, um, some button down tops, like nice ones that I can tuck in and look very tailored. So I, in terms of like where to shop for some of those things, I mean, I, there, there's been some companies recently that I really enjoyed. Um, and I look at, and they, and they do have sales sometimes. These are ethical, um, fashion companies. One is called Francis and Benedict, and I love their skirts. They've got skirts. That's kind of like all they do. Um, they're colorful, they're fantastic length. Um, I, I own one, I'll be wearing it and posting it in the next couple weeks so you can see what I'm talking about. Um, it's a great company. Uh, and I, I love them. I love Francis and Benedict and I, I love their skirts. Another company that I like is called Everlane and everlane is very chic it's very your basic stuff and they have got once again they do provide a lot of sales um and i look for some quality things i have a pair of black skinny pants from them um and i have a couple of their nice leather loafers um i saved up and i bought these and so far i've been wearing them non-stop almost to every speaking event and they wash and travel well so i don't Um, I used to buy like these black skinny jeans from Kohl's and it was a certain brand that probably was a part of the whole fast fashion craze. And um, I noticed that after about seven washes, they were dingy and they did not look as good. And I was like, well, Mm -hmm. it's kind of not worth my money because even though they were kind of cheap, you know, to bet to, I like got them for like maybe 30 bucks, but like I have to go out and buy them at least three times every season just to keep the color looking. Whereas I bought this one pair that was a little bit more expensive, but I've been wearing them now for a year and a half, and they look exactly the way they came in the package on day one.
0: So the knees aren't fading, because that's what I always have trouble with. Is I feel like yeah. the knees. Wow, these are
1: you know, not fading. And Everlane has been really great with that. I've been really impressed with their clothing. Um, it's just been something that. So I've just been slowly creating this wardrobe slowly because it, it, you know, cause I am trying to be intentional. I'm trying to live with less, but I also want with the stuff I want to buy. I want it to last. So I do spend a little bit more money because it, cause it's, it's better quality. Um, and once I have that, then, you know, it kind of works there. Uh, so I really like Francis and Benedict. I really liked Everlane. Um, and then packed organic P-A-C-T, packed organic is great for leggings and just like tanks that I wear underneath other tops. And they're a pretty basic shop. They've got like, they sell like leggings and tees and socks and stuff. And I have really liked the quality and how they feel. Um, they've got the be- I their leggings have been the most comfortable leggings that I've ever worn. So I kind of like that. Um, And I like to travel in leggings personally with like a long um, top. Uh, It's just more comfortable for me, especially when I'm traveling with a baby. So I like them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another company that I've been really enjoying, which is not clothing, but it's accessories is Join. And that's J-O-Y-N. And they're wonderful, and all of their um, all of their products come come from India, where they hire um, Indians there to work. Um, it's all ethically done. They get paid, you know, a very good wage and great working hours. And whenever I so I've bought a couple purses from them and a couple travel bags, and I love them, love the quality, um, fantastically made. But also every time I buy something from them, they send me a little card that says, thanks Leah for supporting us. And then it's got the name they of, of every person who worked on my bag.
0: Oh, that's so cool.
1: So like actually has like the name of like, hi, I did the stitching. I did the print work and here's my name. And I was like, you know what? It's just awesome to be connected to people and be like these people, they made this for me. I paid mm-hmm. for it. They, they made it. I, I'm supporting them. And it just feels good that when I do save up money to spend on fashion, that I'm doing it in a very conscientious way. And I think that would be the goal, is just try to be more conscientious because those really cheap stuff that you're buying, like let's be honest, it doesn't last, you have to buy it over. and When you look at it in the long run, that's not saving you any money. Mm-hmm. And it only it only really increases that consumeristic greed that we are called as Christians to stay away from
0: yeah no I totally see what you're saying because I in my drawer right now I have I'm just gonna be honest probably like three pairs or four pairs maybe probably I think three of skinny jeans and all of them like the knees are worn and I got them at like the gap not to point fingers but you know at within like a couple months the knees look really worn I'm like ah like how is that And they're not cheap cheap I mean they're they're kind of cheap you know but right, i'm yeah. i'm excited about the idea of i'd rather buy one pair and just have one pair that isn't looking worn right away <laughs> that yeah. would be a good goal. so yeah
1: and so far the one the, the companies i've mentioned i have been uh, i personally have been using them for a little over a year now and so far everything is holding up and it's great uh and and i they i have paid for every single thing that i just mentioned i've was not given anything for free to try out um so just so you know like where my interest is i've just looked up, you know, ethically made fashion companies on Google and they came up with a list and I started looking at each one and kind of seeing like what each company was about. And those are the ones that I've mentioned that I seem to like and I like their style.
0: I cannot wait to check these out. So I'm going to put all these in the show notes so you don't have to go fishing for them. I'll find them all um, and put them in the show notes so you can check that out at made to magnify.com. One more I want to throw your way that I don't know if you know about. Um, Have you heard of the Starfish Project?
1: Oh gosh. I don't, why does that sound familiar? So I guess no, but it sounds familiar. So tell me about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's, um, they make jewelry, but it's women who were, um, former sex slaves and they are freed and taken out. And then they are given this job making jewelry to give them something to help them get back on their feet. And so everything that's made, um, by Starfish project, has been made by women who are coming out of slavery, and um, yeah. So there's like uh, representatives even here in the U.S. Um, I went to a party. My neighbor had a starfish party project, and actually the the necklace that I wore at Seek uh, 20 I want to say 2013, maybe. Yeah, 2013 was a starfish project necklace, and I, so many people were like, "Where'd you get that necklace?" I'm like, "Oh my gosh, let me tell you because it's amazing." And oh, so praise be to
1: God. Yeah, so that's be to, to I mean, check like. Out. Doesn't that inspire, like that Mm -hmm. should inspire you to like do something good with your fashion. Like Mm -hmm. if fashion communicates to the world something about you, what do you want the world to know about you through your fashion?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Because your fashion will speak. And regardless if you agree with the message that your fashion is is saying or not, it's saying, it's telling the world something about you.
0: Mm, I love that. Gosh, Leah, you know, we could go on and on and on, but we, I, we probably need to wrap up the episode. Um, maybe we do a part two one day. I don't know. This is awesome. There's so much here, great. and I'm so, so grateful for your taking the time to share your research and your wisdom and your passion with us, um, because I think this is a really important thing to recognize with our faith. It's not just about going to Mass and, you know, praying, although that's, of course, a part of it, but it infiltrates every area of our life, and I think you really proved that really really clearly and poignantly in the, in the episode today. So thank you so much for that. And we're going to wrap welcome. up here with, um, our how to challenge, which I'm very excited about. We always in the show, giving people kind of an action item to take. So do you want to share with everybody? What is your how to challenge to our listeners? Yes.
1: Would love to. Okay. Your how to challenge is the closet challenge. So the closet challenge. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. It is, um, it is something that I did, um, a couple years ago now and I have done every year since. Um, but it started actually with myself and a good friend of mine, Sarah Kroger, who's a Catholic, um, songwriter and singer. And And we decided, yes, she's so great. Um, Gosh, I love Sarah. So Sarah and I uh, had the same problem. We were, like, looking at our closets thinking, oh, I've got nothing to wear. And we're like, what's wrong with us? Like, (laughs) we have tons to wear. We just had this, you know, feeling that, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So to get to the point of the closet challenge, we challenged each other. We picked out only seven items, and we would wear only those seven items for 30 days. Mm-hmm. So, if you go, um, and I have more information on my website about the Closet Challenge, you can go to the Articles tab on leadero.com and you can look up the Closet Challenge, and you'll see exactly what we did. We have some freebies in there, like accessories and gym clothes, and those things like we didn't, we, we, we did not include. Um, but we just checked out seven items: so pants, tops, skirts, what all that stuff like that only seven items, we'd only wear those like, you know, seven items for 30 days. And it was, I mean, I'm not kidding you. It was transformational for me. I could not believe how nervous I felt about only having seven pieces of clothing when there are people in this world that only have the clothing on their back. Hmm. And I was like, what is wrong with me if I can't get through 30 days, just 30 days with seven pieces of clothing? And I figured out that i did have some things wrong with me I did have some like insecurities and I did have some feelings like would anybody notice what would they think of me would I really be happy having a limited wardrobe and what I ended up finding out is that having less made me just so much happier that you know living my life with a little bit less gave me more time to focus on things that really matter
0: that is great. Gosh! So, to our listeners, if you really want to take this challenge on, those are some of the benefits that you could experience. And I definitely, it's something I want to do at some point. I know. <laughs> I know we should do it. Yeah. We, we should.
1: We, we should come up with the date and time later. Maybe on that part two of our conversation, and we'll come up with the closet challenge and and then um, in, encourage people to to jump on board with us if they want to.
0: That would be fun. That would be so fun. So, hashtag the closet challenge. People have done it in the past, right? That's
1: right. Yeah, you can use that hashtag and you'll be, you'll have a great support system of people who will, um, you know, talk, talk you through it too as well. And if you do it, definitely use social media and like take a picture of your outfit every day, do something fun like that, because it does inspire other people to do it as well. And just bring more attention to this, you know, mentality of greed that we want to get away from.
0: Perfect. So great. Great. Love it. Love it. So yes, I will have all of these amazing resources and just so many wonderful um, ideas and spots and places to look up. All that's going to be in the show notes here. And I just encourage you, if you have not had an encounter with Leah before, check her out. Her website is leahdarrow.com. You can find her on Facebook Facebook.com slash Leah.Darrow, Instagram Leah.Darrow, and Twitter at Leah Darrow. All that will be in the show notes as well. She's so fun to watch and just see her live her life with the passion that she has. And you can um, connect with her and get some more great resources. I know there's just a ton that you've put out over these years and so much that I really think listeners, you would enjoy. So please visit her at LeahDarrow.com. Leah, thank you so much for being on the show today. Such a blessing, such a gift. I'm so excited. You're welcome. I'm so excited to look through my stuff again. I did pare down, but now I'm like, all right, when I start to need to build back up, where am I going to go? That's my new, my new uh, challenge to myself here coming up. So thank you so much. And thank you for listening, everybody. And until next time, be saints. It's worth it.